الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حيا للصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله تركنا على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك ولا ينتظم في سلكها إلا سالك اللهم صلي وسلم وأنعم وأكرم وبارك على حبيبنا وشفيعنا وقرة عيوننا سيدنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك عليه في الأولين اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك عليه في الآخرين اللهم صلي وسلم وأنعم وأكرم وبارك عليه في الملأ الأعلى إلى يوم الدين يقول عز من قائل يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم 
مسلمون اللهم اجعلنا منهم يا رب العالمين أوصي نفسي وإياكم بتقوى الله وبلزوم طاعته آناء الليل وأطراف النهار على الوجه الذي يرضيه عنا In the name of Allah the gracious the merciful to him we belong and to him we shall return we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his infinite grace and boundless mercy to send an abundance of prayers and peace upon our most beloved messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with us on this blessed day of Jumu'ah, to forgive our sins and our shortcomings, our weaknesses and our deficiencies, and to make us a people of taqwa, a people who truly love Allah, a people who truly fear Allah, are people who are truly aware and in awe of Allah Jalla fi ula. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless our month of Sha'ban, and may He deliver us beautifully to the month of Ramadan. Allahumma ballighna Ramadan. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless our brothers and sisters in Palestine our brothers and sisters in Gaza. May he bring them so much relief, ease, and pleasure, happiness in this life. May he remove tyranny and oppression from upon them. May they be rid of this evil that has been leveled upon them, this death and this destruction and this brutalization. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect them. Allahumma ameen, ya rabbil alameen. Brothers and sisters, last night in our prophetic living, Vikr and Fikr, we were reflecting upon a wisdom of Ibn Ata'illah Sakandari, where he says, Al-Ghafilu idha asbah, yanzur madha yaf'al. Wal-Aqilu idha asbah, yanzur madha yaf'alullahu bihi. The heedless person, when they wake up, they say, what am I going to do today? But the mindful person, the discerning person wakes up and they ask, what will Allah do with me today? That hikmah, we spoke about it yesterday from one angle. Today I want to think about it from a different angle, relevant to what we are going through as a community and as an ummah. And if I'm going to title it, I would say that Allah has a plan for us. This hikmah, this wisdom indicates that the true believer, the person of discerning qualities, is fully aware of the fact that, hold on, Allah actually has a plan for me. Allah khaliqu kulli shay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created all things. Khalaqa samawati wal ard. Don't worry, that's just a balloon. No one look at it. It's just, don't worry, there's no, no threats. <laughs> Allah created that balloon as well, so don't worry. Allah has a plan for us. <laughs> Allah created the heavens and the earth. Khalaqa samawati wal ard. Wa ma baynahuma. And everything in between the heavens and the earth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Sayyidina Adam. He created this world and he created everything that we see in it, that which we perceive to be good and that which we perceive to be evil. He created Satan. He created Shaitan. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a will and a desire and a decree. Yuqaddir. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kulli shay'in qadir. He's capable of all things. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has an irada. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yureed. Allah wants to bring relief and ease to you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He prescribes things. It has been prescribed upon you like it was prescribed on the people before you. Everything about our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indicates that Allah has a plan. He lifted the skies. And he placed the mizan, the scale. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we are in the janeen form, when we are in the clot form in the wombs of our mothers, when the 40th day comes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends an angel. And what that angel does is that angel designates by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the risk, all the sustenance that is prescribed for you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala designates from you while you're in the womb of your mother. Ashaqiyun am sa'id. Are you going to be wretched or happy? While you're in the womb of your mother, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destines and designates the exact moment of your passing. Every single thing that will come to transpire in every single one of our lives is planned out. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has planned for us. This idea, this particular notion, it's a very relieving and beautiful notion. If you and I can come to terms with this idea, that Allah actually, He has a plan for me. That it's not arbitrary. That there's someone who's proverbially holding the wheel and taking us to our destination. Sometimes when I'm with my children, my son, he pays attention if I have the GPS and the map is showing, you know, turn, you know, the blue line, turn right, turn left. So he likes to pay attention to that. And very often I have a plan that doesn't conform exactly with the map, with the predestined map that we put in. I put in destination, the map is saying turn right, turn left. Sometimes I have an alternate plan. And I'll say, and, and I'll break the rules of the map. And I won't follow the exact guidelines of the map. So then, my son will start to like lose it a little bit. Baba, you missed that turn. Baba, you missed that turn. Baba, where are you going? Baba, I, I, you're not following the, the instructions. You're not following the map. So I tell him, Habibi, relax. I got this. I, I know exactly where we're going. I have a plan. And my plan extends well beyond whatever the map is indicating. I have a plan. And it takes him some time to come to terms and actually trust that I have a plan because he's so you know, hyper-focused on the fact that the blue line is saying, make a right right now. But I have to sit there and insist upon him. Habibi, trust me, I'm your father. I'm, never gonna t- I'm not going <laughs> to take you to some random place. I'm not breaking the laws so I can somehow harm you. I'm, I have a plan, and the plan extends well beyond what you think the plan should be. Because in his humble mind, he assumes if there is a map, then you follow that map. And that is the only plan and the blessed plan. And the fact that I am breaking, quote-unquote, breaking free from his perceived plans, then somehow I'm doing something wrong. And that the plan is out of whack. Very often we have a map, an idea of where the blue line should be going. We have an idea that the blue line should be going left, right, up, left. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes and completely derails the whole process. And that blue line is no longer, it's like, you know, misturn, misturn, misturn. And your, your senses are going crazy. Hold on, where am I going? Where are we going? I have no idea where we're going. The believer who's discerning at that moment has to pause and say, hold on, Allah has a plan. Allah has a plan. Allah knows exactly where I am going. Allah knows exactly what the destination is. Allah knows exactly what is in store for me. You and I, we have a superficial idea of a plan. We think things should operate within a particular purview. 
we should not lose this job. We should not experience this pain. We should not be going through this particular struggle with my child, with my loved one. We should not. I should not. But somehow I am. The plan, as I marked it out, is not going according to plan. So then sometimes we find ourselves very distressed. And so we ask the proverbial question, what's happening to me? Don't we say that? What's going on? I'm losing my mind. I can't believe all of this is happening. And it happened in a moment's notice. What's going on? The discerning believer, the one who trusts in Allah as Al-Qadir, the one who is capable and the one who decrees all realities, the one who possesses kun fayakun, be and it is, the discerning believer says, I may not understand, but with certainty Allah does. I may not know, but with certainty Allah knows. I may not understand the plan, but with certainty Allah has a plan. And when a believer comes into that reality, into that understanding, they become liberated. And they become very strong and capable. That I'm no longer unsettled by the fact that I'm not following the blue line on the map. No, khalas, Baba has it in control. I know Baba, he won't fail me. Baba is the one who takes care of me. He's the one who picks me up. He's the one who drops me off. He's the one who takes me to the doctor when I'm sick. He's the one. This is Baba. This is my relationship with Baba. I know Baba. He has my best interests in mind, so I'm going to trust him. And every time I've trusted him, he's taken me to that which is far better than what I assume. Our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has to exceed well beyond the trust that a child has for their father. Because a father may fail their child, but Allah will never fail his servants. A father may make serious mistakes with their child, but Allah will never make a mistake with his servants. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it may be the case that the father misguides the child, but Allah will never misguide his creation. And we have to come into a deep certainty about that. Because the skepticism that sometimes riddles us. Please, brothers, move forward. There's a lot of brothers standing in the back. If you can move forward, inshallah, barakallahu feekum. The skepticism that governs a lot of our relationships with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes us so much ire. Because if I'm doubting Allah about what He's decreeing for me personally, in my health, my wealth, my wants, my desires. I'm questioning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and doubting Allah when He decrees for my children, when He decrees for my spouse, when He decrees for my home, when He decrees for His ummah. Is Allah not decreeing for His ummah realities right now that operate outside of the plan of what we think, what we want? Is that not the case? Does anyone in the ummah today want to see what's happening in Gaza? No, of course not. It breaks our souls in half to see our brothers and sisters brutalized, murdered, dying out of starvation, being picked off and killed while they're trying to get some food. A'udhu billah, the worst form of evil. May Allah lift that evil from upon this earth. But does Allah have a plan or does not Allah have a plan? Which one? Does He have a plan or, he, or does, he, does, he, does He not have a plan? Of course He has a plan. He has a plan and He knows exactly what He's doing. And He knows exactly where we're going. Because it was destined for us before we were even conscious beings. Before you and I could even think a thought or experience happiness or sadness, Allah has the plan set for us. 
So if I know and you know that Allah has a plan, then I have to develop a deep trust for what Allah has planned for me. I can't be skeptical, skeptical of Allah anymore. I can't doubt Allah anymore. I can't sit here and thinking, why me anymore? Why us? Why this? And not the inquiry of like, I'm trying to understand the wisdom because that's different. Ya Rabbi, you know, arini kayfa tuhyi al-mawta. Sayyidina Ibrahim said, show me how you bring life. That's a, a, an inquiry of clarity. Like I want to see, I want to understand. Our why question is more about why. Why is this happening? I don't get this. How come me? Why is my life always out of whack? How come I'm always going through problems? How come, and we have that perception as if we are unique. No, none of us are unique in our problems. We all just have a false assumption about the nature of our problems, and the nature of our problems are one that we should assume should not exist. But problems are a function of life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala خلق الموتى والحياة And He proceeds with death before life for a reason. That big thing that you guys are stressed out about, I created it. I created death. Everyone's fleeing from it. I created it. Allah says, والحياة and life. All of it. I created it. ليبلوكم to test you. أيكم أحسن عمله Who's going to be the most excellent in their conduct, in their behavior, in their day-to-day affairs? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, نَبْلُوكُمْ بِالْخَيْرِ وَالشَّرِّ fitna. We test you with good things and with sharr, with evil. As a fitna, to test you, to see what are you about. Are you truthful in your commitment to Allah? Do you think that we're going to leave the people to say, I believe and not be tested? Allah says, We have tested those that came before them. So that Allah knows who is truthful and who's lying in their commitment. So the next time you or I are experiencing something in our lives where the map, the blue line, is not being followed the way we assume it should be followed, then we say, hold on, relax. Yasir, you have no idea about anything. You barely understand how you function. You can't even make sense of your own children. You have control over nothing. Why do you assume that the plan should be as you carved it out in your mind? That's a false notion. It's a false presumption. It's a logical fallacy. The fact of the matter is, I should be discerning in that moment to say, Allah has a plan. Allah wills that I'll never have a child. Allah wills that I'll never have a spouse. I really, that's the, been the plan. Allah wills that I'm, I'm never going to have the type of income that I dreamed for myself. Allah wills, Allah has a plan, there's a, there's a reason. Hey, everything was going so, you know, how often does this happen? People come, everything was going so great. And then X happened. And everything fell apart. And I haven't recovered since then. Do you see the faultiness? Because the assumption is what happened should not have happened. But what we don't understand is that the plan of Allah, when it comes into manifestation, it only comes into manifestation because of a mercy that He wants to exact upon you. That it could very well be, if Allah did not derail the plan, as you see it, that you could have gone down a very different path in life. That you could have been afflicted with ghurur, with delusion, with arrogance, with a sense of, uh, of self and power. 
if Allah did not derail you or if Allah did not humble us, could have easily happened. Sometimes Allah shakes the core of the ummah to awaken the ummah. He shakes the core of this ummah by allowing what's happening in Gaza to transpire, to awaken the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, to make shifts and change. Allah has a plan, without a doubt, with certainty. Wallahi al-azim, Allah has a plan for why He is allowing what is happening in Palestine to transpire. There is an endpoint. There is a destination. The question is, how are you going to be on that journey? Are you going to be resentful, angry? Are you going to be jaded, apathetic, despairing? Are you going to lose your mind? Are you going to stay the course and stay firm? And say, Allah has a plan. Ya Rabbi, how do you want me to exist in the confines of this plan? You just took my loved one. The one that my, half of my heart belonged to this one person. You took them from me. That was your plan. How do you want me to now be? as you took this loved one from me. You gave me this siha, you gave me this health, and I was so strong, and I was so capable, and I was so independent, now I can barely feed myself. Allahumma nas'alullah al-afiyah. What's your plan for me, ya Rabbi? I fasted every single year, and suddenly my body won't let me fast. Ya Rabbi, what's your plan for me? How do you want me to humble myself to you as you are now executing your plan? You gave me something, and now you took it from me. You gave me wealth, you took it from me. You, took me. you gave me health, you took it from me. How do you want? You gave me peace and security, now I don't have it. You gave me shelter, I don't have it. Allah has a plan, and the discerning believer surrenders to the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, lovingly. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He executes His plan, the way you and I treat it is the following. Allah says, for example, and I want you to give a new light, and I'm going to reflect over this, in next, I have the khutbah next week in Patterson, and I'm going to continue to reflect on this point. Allah says, Kutiba All this was in Leiden to prepare for Ramadan. Because Ramadan is a, is a sacred window that's going to be open for us. Allahumma balighna Ramadan. And we have to be theologically prepared for that. Like, what does it mean? Because if Allah has a plan, and He plans everything for my life, and then a part of the divine plan, Allah says to me and you, Kutiba alaykum siyam. Almost as if to say the following, Ya ibadi, all my servants, I have a plan for you. And from my plans, from amongst my plans, is I have prescribed for you this thing called siyam, the fast. So the believer, Allahu Akbar, nothing to be worried about, it's just the other balloon. May Allah protect us. Allah has a plan, don't worry, we're confident. We'll see what happens with the third balloon. The discerning believer says, Ya Rabbi, hold on, you have a plan for me? So what's your plan? Oh, my plan for you, from amongst my plan, is that I want you, I have prescribed for you as a prescription to fast. So the believer who trusts in the plan of Allah says, Oh, you want me to fast? Why do you want me to fast? Allahu Akbar. Why do you want me to fast? Because I have a plan for you, Ya Yasir, Ya Fatima, that when you fast, a door of taqwa, a gateway of taqwa, of consciousness of the divine opens. Then you come into a place of ma'rifa billah. You know Allah, you're conscious of Allah, you're aware of Allah. Oh, so you, you're prescribing for me a pathway. You're telling, Yasir, I know you think you want to go that way, I want you to go this way. 
and I want you to follow this path. What's that path? Fast. And then right next to that path, there's another path. I want you to keep an eye on it. It's the path of salah. So when you're done with this, you hop onto that. And you're existing in these pathways of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's one big sabil. It's one big path. But it has its lanes. <laughs> so one time, you're in the right lane of siyam. Then you're in the left lane of salah. And you're just traveling the pathway. But you're going to the destination as prescribed. And if I can trust in Allah, then a whole other door will be open for me. Because if I enter into a place of taqwa, and then I hear, in the language of Allah has a plan for me, I hear kutiba alaykum siyam so now it rings differently. I want that verse to ring differently. Oh, Allah prescribed something for me. Okay, what? Ya Rabbi, like it's I'm sick, and I need a prescription from the doctor, so Allah gave me this prescription. But then I keep on reading, and Allah says, Oh, by the way, you know in my plan for you, يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ بِكُمُ الْيُسْرُ وَلَا يُرِيدُ بِكُمُ A part of my plan is actually nothing about my plan is to bring you hardship, nothing. I have no will or desire to make you suffer or struggle. That's not inherently intention. يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ بِكُمُ Allah wants actually, He wants ease for us. وَلَا يُرِيدُ بِكُمُ And He certainly does not want pain, hardship for us. That's not what He wants. So then when I understand that, I can make sense. Oh, Allah is telling me to do some really heavy lifting things. No food, no drink. Allah is telling me, hey, be very patient. When I hit you hard with loss, loss of loved ones, loss of belongings, I want something for you. I want ease for you. Because if you, if you manage the, the challenges of the dunya well, the result is going to be magnificent openings for you in this life and most critically in the afterlife. If you just manage them and you trust in Allah's plan, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us a community that trusts in His plan, that knows with certainty and no doubt that Allah has a plan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to live in loving surrender of His plan. And may He not make it that we are reliant upon our plans. Allah anta turid, wallahu yurid, wallahu fa'alun lima yurid. You want something, Allah wants something, and Allah will do what He wills. May Allah help us to have the foresight and the wisdom to surrender beautifully to that reality. إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما Brothers and sisters, in closing, one of the great ways that we can prepare our hearts and minds to enter into Ramadan in a state, inshallah, that's pleasing to Allah is the extent to which we orient ourselves around the way of Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I spoke in the past about the month of Sha'ban, and the month of Sha'ban is not a flyover month. It's a month that is replete with barakat, with blessings and openings. One of the unique qualities about the month of Sha'ban is that Prophet sallallahu says, Shahru Sha'ban Shahri, it is my month, the month of the Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That's why our teachers, they teach us that the month of Sha'ban is a month where you make an abundance of salawat upon the Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. 
the best thing you and I can do to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the best of states is how much we bring as our companion Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Because the Prophet is miftah babul fattah. He is the key to the door of the one who opens. Allah jalla fi ula. Falabudda an tashabuhu ma'ak. Wa anta dhahibun ila al-fattah. If you bring Al-Habib sallallahu with you, is Allah not going to open the door for you or not? Of course he is. That's why even in our dua, from the adab of making dua, from the, in the beginning of the dua and the end of the dua, you begin with salawat upon the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yastahi an yarudda ma baynahuma. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is shy to rescind that which is in between, bookended by Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. So if you and I want to be a community of believers who trust in Allah's plan and know with certainty that he has a plan for us, then we empower ourselves through the Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We follow his hadi. We send salawat upon him. We follow his sunnah. We learn about his shama'il. You immerse yourself in the way of Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and watch of the futuhat, the sacred openings that will happen in our lives. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us a people who are true lovers, lovers of Allah and lovers of His Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to live in loving surrender of His decree. May we always find ourselves lovingly surrendering to His will. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us a community that thoroughly and profoundly trusts in Him, relies upon Him, surrenders to Him, follows His decree, follows His commands lovingly. May that be the identity of this community. May Allah strengthen us through our connection to La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah. May that reality of La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah be what animates every single second of our lives. And may we die upon La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah. And may we be resurrected under the banner of La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله إليكم إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون ورذك الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقم الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله استقيموا استووا تراسوا سدوا الفرج ثابكم الله we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our salah, salatul jumu'ah, and to make this salah a witness for us on the day of judgment. Allahumma ameen. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, maliki yawmiddin. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'een. اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين 
والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله Assalamu alaikum. A uh, few announcements. ICPC, inshallah, for the month of Ramadan, they're going to have a campaign to feed needy families. Uh, there's a thousand families that they'd like to feed. It's $125 to sponsor a family of need for one week of iftar. Um, the second thing is I don't know if you guys uh, have um, read in the uh, weekly emails. 
ICPC has a program called the Ansar of ICPC for Ramadan this year. And with that, basically, you have your own page and you, um, you, you get your own donors uh, to support your page for Ramadan. And there's, it's, it's like a competition. And there's different tiers. You could win uh, an Umrah trip, a trip to Palestine, uh, as well as uh, TVs, MacBooks. And there's different tiers for it. So definitely check that out. And the final thing is PAC has their conference this weekend. Um, so check that out. Zakmalakhir.